Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hello, and welcome back to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I am your Systems and Workflow loving host and BFF, Dolly DeLong, and you are most likely here because you are needing some systems and workflow tips in your life this week. So I have a new friend to introduce to you. Her name is Anna Dearman Hornick, and she is the host of It's About Time podcast, which, by the way, I subscribe to and I absolutely love. I listen every week. And so today you're going to learn some systems and workflow tips about routines, because I believe this applies to pretty much every personality. I just want to say, regardless of your personality type, I really do want you to tune in because Anna has a way of truly breaking down some time saving tips in bite sized ways on her podcast. And I'm going to be honest, I listen to most of my education early in the morning when I'm feeding Jack. Many of you who are OG listeners know this about me. And so I'm listening to her at four in the morning sometimes and I'm tracking with what she's putting down. And so she's really good about breaking down bite-sized pieces about time management. So I'm really, really excited to have her on the show. So Anna, do you mind introducing yourself? Of course, Dolly. Thank you so, so much for having me on the show. This is such a treat. I'm so excited that we get to chat. My name is Anna Dearman Cornick. I'm a time management coach, host of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. And I'm so excited to add this one to the list, but I think I can call myself an author now. My very first book, Time Management Essentials, is hitting shelves June 20th, which absolutely blows my mind. That has been such a crazy experience. So time management coach, podcast host, and author. I live in Madisonville, Louisiana, which is an adorable small town about an hour above New Orleans. And I have two little girls, Camilla and Elizabeth. They're four and two, and we call them Millie and Bitsy. And they are are just, they blow my mind every day. Millie's vocabulary for a four-year-old is like out of this world. So having a conversation with her like blows my mind. And then Bitsy is just a little wild child and it's so much fun. And then my husband, Scott and I, in addition to serving others through time management coaching, Scott and I own Studio Pizza Productions, which is a podcast, YouTube, and short form video editing production company. So that's fairly new. We've been in business since the end of 2022. And we're having a lot of fun with it. Wow, you guys do a lot. <laughs> I mean, we we do our best. <laughs> yeah, but that's awesome. I mean, it's a good thing. I, of course, I'm going to add like a, a cheesy mom joke here. Like, no pun intended. Like, it's a good thing you're a time management. Like, <laughs> but that's awesome. Like, I want to learn more about your second business. <laughs> But I just want to say thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for taking the time to... I mean, taking the time to to talk about time management and routines with my audience. And again, like I had joked around earlier before, but this does apply to anyone who is listening to this podcast. If you're wondering, why do I need to listen in? Is This is just 
another time management tip. Like I'm probably going to forget if you're being cynical about this, seriously, listen in because Anna does have a way of like breaking down these concepts that seem unattainable or you've heard them so much, but then you're like, how do I apply this to my life? That's why I'm really, really excited for you to be here. There's a system and there's a workflow for everything, even within your life, even your business. So I'm really excited to showcase this. And so like I say, in every episode, I try to treat every episode like a mastermind. I want listeners to walk away with definite tips and strategies and so that they can immediately start applying it to their business or life or both. So Anna, I'm going to let you take it away. Awesome. Well, thank you. And before I dive into the nitty gritty of routines, it's really important to let all of you know that yes, I am a time management coach, but I was not born some kind of magical time management unicorn. I actually used to be the late friend among the group. You know, there's one or two in every group. You might be listening right now and thinking, oh, it's me. I'm the late one. I was the one who my friends would say, oh yeah, brunch is going to be at nine when it was really at 1030 because they knew knew that I would end up being late. I very clearly remember a time when one of my friends very kindly, but with a little bit of tough love, called me out for consistently being late and not respecting timelines. And on top of that, I spent about 10 years in the 24-7 world of crisis communications and government affairs, where literally every day was a disaster. Like It was my job to manage communications through oil spills and hurricanes and tornadoes and droughts and floods and plant explosions and like you name it. And I have probably navigated a client through some kind of crisis situation. And I loved my work. I did. It meant so much to be able to take this gift that I have to stay calm under pressure and to help others through these really tough, chaotic times and really be that calm, be that strategic guiding light. But you know what can happen when we love our jobs a little bit too much? All of our boundaries can completely go out the window. And that was what had started to happen in my life. My boundaries were completely gone. My relationships were crumbling. Work-life balance, what even is that? Because I so strongly believed in busy as a badge of honor, in being in demand and needed by my clients and my work as a measure of my value and my work. And so I had a lot of work to do personally to step away from that lifestyle, to work through burnout, to figure out what was next in order to step into being a time management coach. So if you are listening and you are thinking time management doesn't work for me or I'm not good at time management, let me tell you that if I can do it, you can do it because I was a time management disaster myself. And so I always want to preface any time management discussion with that. Yes, you can do it. And one of the best places in your life to start getting your time management in check, if you are in search of that work-life balance, is with routines. You know, I told you I'm a toddler mom. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And one of the things I learned very early on after they were born was the importance of good routines. Mm-hmm. Our toddlers, our little ones, they need that predictability. They need that rhythm to their lives. They need to have that to feel safe and secure. 
Y'all, we're just grown up toddlers. You realize that, right? Like we are toddlers with jobs and like cars and mortgages and stuff like that. Like <laughs> I 110% agree with that, that comment because I actually tell my husband on the daily, I'm like, you know, like a grown up who's mad, it's kind of like a toddler. Like they either need to eat, they need to sleep. Or they just need like a little time to themselves. Literally, that's what we do with our toddler. And then once we feed Blaze or he takes a nap or he has like just a few moments to himself to calm down, he's great. Yeah. And that's what adults need. I know. Like if we just remember that we're just grown up toddlers, it really puts a lot into perspective. And so routines are just as important for my kiddos as they are for me. And over the years, I've found that there are five key routines that really help us show up as our best selves, as business owners, as parents, as just human beings. And those five routines are your morning routine, your evening routine. So those are typically the two that most people think of. Morning routine typically being in that top spot. You know, morning routine gets a lot of attention. What's the miracle morning? What's the billionaire morning routine? So morning routine, your evening routine, your workday startup routine, your workday shutdown routine, and your weekly weekly planning session. So it's those five routines that really serve as the cornerstones in our days and our weeks that help us feel safe and secure. And more importantly, transition into different parts of our days. So I'm going to walk you through each one of those five routines, what each of those five routines are, what they can look like, And then we'll dive into how you can reverse engineer what you want to do and what you need to do in your routines so that you create realistic routines that you actually have time for and want to follow through with. I love it. Let's dive in. Okay. So first we'll start with your morning routine. So again, we all know this one. Your morning routine is a series of steps that takes you from sleeping to starting your day whatever starting your day looks like. I think of it as go time. Your go time might be sitting down at your desk to start your work day. Your go time might be walking out the door or maybe it's arriving at work or it's dropping your kids off at school. And that's the beauty of it. We're all going to have a different version of go time when it's time for us to start our day because we're all different. And that's another reason why you can't just copy and paste routines, especially morning routines, because they need to be built in order to support you and take you from sleep to starting your day. So typically a morning routine is going to have things in it that you need to do, like taking a shower, brushing your teeth, getting your kids up dressed out the door, eating breakfast, kind of jumpstarting your energy for the day, having one to five cups of coffee, whatever, you know, your poison is and things that you want to do like quiet time, meditation, prayer, personal development, exercise. And there is no perfect formula for a morning routine. There is no one right way to do it. The one right way is whatever's right for you. So we'll dive into a bit more about how to actually plan that out in just a bit. So that's your morning routine that takes you from sleep to starting your day to your go time. Then at the other end of the day, we've got our evening routine. Now, a lot of times when we think of an evening routine, we think about a 17-step skincare routine or reading before bed or whatever that looks like for you. But an evening routine's purpose is to help prepare your body for a solid night's sleep. 
As adults, we need between seven and nine hours of quality sleep each night in order for our body to just conduct the basic processes of repairing our cells and keeping our immune system in working order and preparing us for the next day. Sleep is one of the most underrated time management strategies there is because without good sleep, you can't be productive. You make more mistakes. You are more prone to getting in accidents. I mean, sleep is everything. And there is more and more research that comes out every day about the importance of sleep to our health and to our longevity. So that evening routine is meant to prep you for that solid night's sleep. So an evening routine could include things like a skincare routine. It could include having a set time that you turn off your screens. It could include taking a long, hot bath like Ariana Huffington writes about in her book, The Sleep Revolution. You know, whatever it is, it's a series of steps that helps you prepare for a good night's sleep. Next up is our startup routine. Your startup routine is kind of like the morning routine for your workday. So your startup routine is a series of steps that helps you transition from not work brain to work brain. It basically helps you switch off and get in the zone. I say switch off your personal thoughts. I mean, let's be honest, we're always going to have personal thoughts all throughout the day. So we're not trying to completely shut them off. But what we're trying to do is with that startup routine is to get into a state of focus on our work. Because let's be real, multitasking is not real. No. And the more focus we can bring to our work, the more deeply we can be engaged in our work, the more um, effectively we can collaborate with others, the more innovative we can be with our ideas. And so having a routine that could be as simple as sitting down at your desk, opening your laptop, opening your task management system, identifying your top three priorities for the day and writing them down, making sure that your glass of water is refilled, and then go. And when you do those steps in the same order every time, it trains your brain to associate those physical activities with a mental state of being, which then brings me to our workday shutdown routine. So our workday shutdown routine just like our workday startup routine, is meant to help us transition our mindset. Shutdown takes you from work brain to not work brain, (laughs) all right? And that workday shutdown routine is what enables you to step into your downtime, being present and attentive to your family and to leave work at work, even if work is your kitchen table or in your home office. You know, more and more of us, our commute isn't to an office, it's to the kitchen table or it's to our office in a spare bedroom or where a co-working space, wherever that is. And so that shutdown routine almost serves as your virtual commute. So again, it's a series of steps that helps you close the loops in your day and head into your evening feeling complete. And let's be real. We are not going to finish every single project on our plate in a day. The best things in life take time. I mean, I didn't write a book and turn it in in a day. It took months, you know? And so how do you shut off your brain when those projects are incomplete? Well, you do that by deciding, okay, I am done for the day. Tomorrow, I will do X, Y, and Z. 
And making that a part of your shutdown routine really, I don't know, tells your mind to be quiet for a little bit because you're able to almost trick yourself into thinking that you've finished. This actually has a term. It's called the Zagarnik effect. And, and it is basically the fact that our brains tend to prefer things that are unfinished, basically like open loops, things that are constantly kind of cycling through our brains. Like, oh, I really need to follow up with that client. Oh, I still need to check in with that client about getting a testimonial. Oh, I really need to pay that bill. Oh, I really need to do this. And so unless we create some kind of stopping point or a place to hold those things that are in our brains, they're just going to keep cycling. So that shutdown routine is what helps you combat the Zagarnik effect and actually kind of trick your brain into thinking that you're done for the day. I am sitting here with my mouth open and like Anna is like explaining the Zagarnik effect and I'm like, what? This makes sense. So, and before I move on from the shutdown routine and tell you a little bit about the weekly planning routine, I've got to mention Mr. Rogers. Oh, Mr. Rogers. I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. So whenever Mr. Rogers would come home to begin each episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, you probably remember that he would walk in and he would take off his outside jacket and he would put on a cozy cardigan. I almost want to like cry thinking about it. He would take off his outside shoes and he would put on his inside shoes. And so what Mr. Rogers was doing It was effectively a shutdown routine. He was performing a series of physical steps that helped him transition from outside in the neighborhood brain to being at home with his friends, you know, that he was talking to through the TV, us, as kids (laughs) at home. And that's the same thing that we can do with a shutdown routine is perform a series of physical steps that creates a change in our mindset so that we can move into the next part of our day feeling different, feeling complete. A really good modern day example of that would be Daniel Tiger, because I watch a lot of Daniel Tiger, not for fun, not by myself, but with my <laughs> And Daniel Tiger does that. I mean, it's an extension of Mr. Rogers, yeah. but he also does that as well at the beginning and at the end. And I like, did not know that. See, we don't really watch Daniel Tiger, yeah. so I didn't know that. That is so cool. I'm not going to sing it because you all would be like, <laughs> we're canceling Dolly right now just because of her singing voice. But yeah, he goes through that routine and mm-hmm. um, my son... I don't know if it's his personality or not, but he loves a good routine. Like we were saying earlier, how important it is to establish like some sort of healthy pattern for Mm -hmm. your toddlers to feel safe. Like I know he's out of alignment when we do things that are not in routine. Yeah. And he gets confused. Like, why are we not doing this first? And Mm -hmm. so it's so true. Yeah. The grown-up version of that is being in the middle of the morning and looking around and being like, wait, what am I supposed to do next? What was I just doing? And it's because there's not a specific flow to your morning or your evening or whatever it is. So the last cornerstone key essential routine that I want to tell you about is your weekly planning routine. Weekly planning session, weekly review, weekly preview. This has a lot of different names. So call it whatever you want. It is a time that you set aside each week to get a bird's eye view 
of the week ahead to identify any potential obstacles or tough spots or curveballs that might come your way. We can't always predict everything, but if we get that bird's eye view, we can find our tough spots, come up with potential solutions, catch communication breakdowns before they happen because you're able to solve problems before they're problems and make decisions in advance to decide, okay, what are my top three priorities for the week? What do I want to make for dinner? How am I going to handle my daughter's ballet pictures on Wednesday evening that are a different time from her normal ballet class? So that's your opportunity to step into your week feeling calm and prepared. A weekly planning session is so easy to skip, but they're like an oil change. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about how I don't have time to go get my oil changed. Well, what happens when you keep skipping an oil change? Your car locks up, freaks out, and everything becomes a huge, big, expensive mess. I'm, I'm not going to spend this 30 minutes planning my week because I don't have time to do that. Well, you end up wasting hours of your week once you get into it with wasted time, bad decisions. Don't even get me started on bad decisions. I mean, hello, decision fatigue. If you have ever reached the end of your day, your head is spinning because you just either don't know what to do or you're trying to decide, okay, I'm hungry. Should I have an apple or should I have chocolate ice cream with syrup on top? Chances are at the end of the day, you're going to choose the ice cream because the more decisions that we make during the course of the day, the worse we become at making decisions. And so we're at our freshest at the beginning of the week, just like we're at our freshest at the beginning of the morning. And so take that decision-making power and use it at the beginning of the week. A weekly planning session could include everything from you know, planning your week, identifying your time blocks, planning your meals, putting in your grocery order, identifying who's picking up which kids from school on which days, and you know how you're going to navigate the week ahead so that once the week starts, you just go. You just make it happen. I'm so glad you shared that because my husband and I do something very similar. We call it it, my husband is the one that like read about it online. He heard about it from some podcasts and he's like, we're going to incorporate this at the beginning of every Sunday. I'm like, okay, that sounds great. And he calls it the weekly marriage check-in. It's not that we're checking in on our relationship. We're checking in on all of this, on his schedule, my schedule, our son's schedules, and we are mapping out the week. If you're a listener and you're looking for ways to incorporate this into your marriage or relationships, my husband likes to start it off. It's fun. He's like, I will compliment you and all the things I have liked. He just starts off with compliments of what He's noticed about me, like my strengths in the last week. And then I'm like, I love this. He's like, now it's your turn to do this for me. And I'm like, I, you can keep them coming, Ty. Like, <laughs> keep them coming. So we start off with like, hey, this is what we notice our strengths within each other. And then, then we go into our next thing is talking about the week ahead and how we can help each other. And then the next thing we talk about is, is there anything that we can do to improve our communication style? Like, do you have another way of looking at it is like, what issues do you have with normally? I'm like, I can't think of anything. I would recommend not doing this right before you go to bed because sometimes we remember it like right before we go to sleep and I'm so tired. So we've been trying to do this yeah. right before bedtime, before I get super sleepy. And so I'm usually like, I'm so sleepy. There's nothing wrong with you. Just <laughs> so you're ready to grow that email list? 
but you're a little stuck on ideas for lead magnets. Am I right? I think we've all been there, so that's why I created the perfect idea list with over 20 pages of lead magnet ideas. This list is perfect for entrepreneurs in the creative field all the way to direct sales. So grab the master lead magnet idea list for free at the link in today's show notes. what you were just sharing is sometimes like we've done this with our marriage weekly checkup Mm -hmm. at the top of every Sunday. I love that. That's such a cool way to look at it and proof that the concept can be applied, not just to our businesses and not just to us as individuals, but especially if you are in a marriage or in a relationship, it's a team effort to make the week happen. Mm -hmm. It is a coordinated team effort. So We've talked through these five essential routines, and now you might be thinking, oh my gosh, Anna, all of these sound amazing, but how do I actually make it happen without just like running in a bunch of circles or forgetting it or giving up? And so this is where we need to get really clear about what a routine needs to have and what we want to have from that routine. So, you know, if you're driving right now, if you're listening, I really encourage you to think about one of those five routines that you want to start. Maybe it's your morning routine. Maybe you want to make your morning routine better, smoother. Maybe you want to combat that Zagarnik effect that you just learned about and have a shutdown routine. So think about that one routine that you want to create, improve, tweak. And the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to make a list of the things that we need to do. What are the things that you need to do during that routine in order for it to be successful? So Big difference between needs and wants here, because we'll get to the wants in a second. Something that you need to do in a morning routine is brush your teeth, (laughs) right? Something that when you think about a weekly planning session, something that you need to do for you and your family might be plan your meals for the week. That might be a need to do for you. So think about those things that you need to do. Another way to think about this is what is the bare minimum? of this routine and for it to still like technically be a routine. So I kind of think about imagine your morning routine and imagine that you've woken up late and you have to do the bare minimum to get you or you and your family out the door. What is that bare minimum? For me, it's going to be brush my teeth, throw on some clothes, get the girls dressed, get the girls teeth brushed, put bows in their hair. Yes. Essential. Yes. Feed them. Yes. Put like pack their backpacks and leave. Like that is the absolute bare minimum morning routines. I want you to think about what does that bare minimum look like for you in these routines. Now we want to think about what do we want to do during this routine? If it's a morning routine, do you want to do yoga? Do you want to meditate? Do you want to read your Bible or have prayer time? Do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to, you know, what do you want to use to incorporate into that routine? If you're thinking about your daily startup routine, do you want to incorporate a gratitude practice? Do you want to meditate before you start your day. Shutdown routine. Do you want to empty the trash in your office? You know, what is it that you want to do as a part of that routine? So once you've got your list of need to do and want to do, we don't want these need to do's and want to do's to mingle together. We want to make sure we keep them separate. So one thing that you can do, and if I could go back in time, I would have said, grab a piece of paper and draw a line down the middle and put your need to's on one side and your want to's on the other. 
because we want to keep them simple. One of the biggest mistakes that we make when it comes to morning routines is we focus too much on the things that we want to do. And then we end up missing or rushing through the things that we need to do. So once you've got that list, now we're going to put it in order. Okay. So what is the order that you would like to do these things that you need to do and want to do? And we don't just want to come up with some arbitrary order. We want to think about what order makes the most sense based on the physical flow of my space. You know, one of the questions I get all the time is what order should I do the things in my morning routine? Or evening routine. Well, you want your morning routine to take you from your bed to your go time or to the door or to your desk. So design the steps in your morning routine to gradually move you closer. Don't zigzag all over the house. You know, one of the biggest mistakes that we used to make is that we always put our girls' shoes on by the back door. We have like a little mudroom set up. Well, without fail, everybody would be dressed. We would be at the back door and there would be no socks no socks. So then we would have to go all the way back to the other side of the house and get socks. Okay. And it sounds silly, but when you've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old and they're being antsy and they're at the back door and it's time to leave and you don't have socks, everything gets totally disrupted. Yeah. So we started incorporating into the routine. Whenever we get them dressed, I grab socks and put them in my... (laughs) That is so smart. So they're just there. They're in like the pocket of my robe or whatever I'm wearing. And so think about the flow. Same thing. Like if you are creating a weekly planning routine, it doesn't make sense to first make your grocery order and then look at the week ahead. You know, what if you have evening activities three nights and you just made a grocery list based on cooking some pretty time intensive stuff? No, if you've got stuff going on three nights of the week, I really encourage you to get some takeout and do a crock pot meal. Yeah. You know, think about what makes sense in terms of the. All right. So we've got our order. You know, we've written a number next to each thing. Now this is where we're going to reverse engineer. (laughs) So I want you to think about what is your go time for the mornings? What is your bedtime for evenings? What time do you want to start work? What time do you want to walk away from work? When do you want to end that routine? And so we're going to go to the last item in your numbered list. And, you know, you're going to have some numbers on the want side, some on the need side. And it's okay. It's going to be a little messy. If you if you want to rewrite it in order, you can. Or you just put that go time, that end time by the very last thing on your list. All right. So now we're going to start estimating. We're going to start thinking through how much time does each piece of this routine take me. We want to estimate a little bit more time than we initially think. You know, the planning fallacy tells us that we consistently underestimate how much time things take us. Mm -hmm. And when we know that that's a thing, we can combat that by giving ourselves a little bit more extra time than we think that we need. Because in the end, that's probably how it's going to shake out. So we're going to work our way backwards, estimating how much time we think each of these items on our list will take. Each of these items on our routine agenda will take. And as we're estimating, we're adding, okay, so it's going to take me five minutes to get the girl's shoes on and I want to be out the door by eight o'clock. So I need to start putting their shoes on at like 7.55, no later than 7.55. So that means we then need to finish breakfast by this time. And then we need to start breakfast at this time. And then we need to finish up bows and brushing teeth at this time. And that helps you work your way backwards. And you do this for each item on your list in order. And once you've done this, this is where you have your start time. 
you have your routine start time. And you might be looking at your routine start time thinking, awesome, this is what time I need to wake up to start my routine. Or you might look at it and realize, oh, wow, I need to wake up at 4 a.m. in order to do all of the things on my list. I need to start my workday shutdown routine at noon in order to do all of these things. (laughs) And so this is when it's time to do some editing. What can you cut completely? And you'll you'll want to cut from the want list. Look at that want list. What can I cut completely? What can I reduce? So maybe instead of doing yoga for an hour, you do yoga for 30 minutes. Maybe instead of meditating for 15 minutes, you meditate for 10, whatever it is. What can you reduce? And then what can you move to another part of the week? You know, I used to waste so much time standing in front of my girls' closets in the morning because my brain, I am not a morning person. My brain does not work. And I would stand in front of their closets trying to put outfits together and it just would not make sense. And so I stopped doing it in the morning. And so now a part of my weekly planning session is to check the weather and pull all of their outfits for the week. So that reduces time spent doing something we would typically incorporate into our morning routine. So I would encourage you to think, okay, what can I move to another part of the day so that this thing still gets done, but it's just not a part of this set routine. So keep editing until you've got a realistic start time. All right, we're almost done. Now that you've got your realistic itinerary and you've got your timestamps figured out, we're going to make this visible. Okay, so this is where I love a clipboard. And it's going to sound so silly, but take this routine that you've just mapped out and stick it on a clipboard. It is so unfair to yourself to think that you are going to write up this routine that you have never done before and get it perfect on the first try. That's that's not fair. Like, I can barely remember what I wore yesterday. I'm not going to remember like every single step and what time I'm supposed to hit these marks in order to get out the door. And, you know, you think about sports teams. They practice running the plays before they run the play in real life. So grab your clipboard and visualize yourself. Do the Michael Phelps routine of visualizing yourself walking through the morning routine. Imagine yourself going through the flow. Michael Phelps used to visualize himself taking every single step and stroke of a race day before the race even happened. So he had already won it in his mind. So we want to picture ourselves winning our routine before we actually start it. I want to say that if you are listening in and you're like, well, that sounds a bit woo-woo, listen, I am I'm not a big woo-woo person myself. I, I'm very practical to the point, but I do this. I didn't realize it was like called something specifically, but I actually visualize things before I act out like a workflow or like a system for yeah. myself. And it goes by so much smoother because I like mentally, I know what I expected. And so I decided maybe a year ago to do this, a test and see how it would pan out with my son. So I started talking about steps before we actually do the thing with my son so that he could start visualizing it. I don't tell him like, we're going to do a visual exercise. Cause he's like, what are you talking about mom? So I just like start talking through the steps with him. And I have noticed in the past year that he does so much better with that. And then once we start doing the routine, like 
he's fine because he knows what yes. to expect next. Yes. And I'm like, if this, if this works with my toddler, this can work. Like I'm mm-hmm. going to try this. I'm going to start visualizing things. And it has helped me out so much. Even you all, I, you all know I have a three month old and I do this and it helps me out so much. Yeah. I feel you. Like I don't consider myself to be like a woo woo person. Like I'm not trying to yeah. manifest the perfect morning. I'm I mean, the pits the family. I'm just, yeah. I find that whenever you mentally walk through, you can realize, oh wait, that step doesn't make sense there. Oh wait, I'm going to have mm-hmm. to run back across the house and grab socks if I don't grab them at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so whenever you're ready to kick off your morning routine, just have your clipboard with you and just walk mm-hmm. through each step of the way. That way you've got your reference. You've got it vis- visible. You've got something to keep yourself on track. And if you realize along the way, oh, wow, this is completely unrealistic. I can't blow dry my hair in two minutes. What was I thinking? Um, you can <laughs> you can make little notes on your page, on your clipboard and tweak it. As yeah. much as we would love for routines or time management strategies or even systems and workflows to be set it and forget it. Nothing is truly set it and forget it because mm-hmm. we evolve as people, life changes, our kids get older, the way that we incorporate them into our routine changes. Um, you know, clients change, businesses change, and we need to tweak those routines and tweak those workflows as we grow our business and we grow our teams. And so um, as much as I love that idea of set it and forget it, and a lot of times, you know, a a good system, you you can for a while. But but you're right. You're right. There are tweaks that need to be made as like life evolves, as we evolve. I'm, I'm adding a new member to my team right now, and I'm having to go through and tweak uh, workflows and Asana things in order to make sure that everything's working properly. And so if you can like banish the idea that you're only going to have to do this once, whenever you, <laughs> whenever you make changes as things evolve, it's going to be a lot easier on your mindset to embrace that change. It, it's not changing because you did something wrong. It's changing because life changes. Things change and that's okay. That's good. It means we're growing. I love this so much. This is like, seriously, this is is so encouraging for me. And this is literally like a mastermind. (laughs) And I hope you all are taking notes because Anna is dropping the gold right now. All right. (laughs) Okay. So I have, so after the clipboard and you yourself visualizing yourself, because I know like I had like interrupted your flow state. I'm sorry. What, what were you going to say any, add anything to it or is that the end? Really? The next step is just to execute and edit, walk through the routine and change it when you need to make changes. And just know that that's always going to be a part of the process. I'm going to call it ebb and flow. Ebb and flow. Anna, this has been amazing. And of course, like for those of you who are listening and want to take notes, I've added all of these notes in the show notes so that while you're listening, you can um, go in and check it out and just like hone in on one routine. Like don't, don't start off with all five unless you, I mean, unless you're a go-getter, you're like, I know I can do all five. Like I would, I would like one. <laughs> I would pick one. one. Pick one. 
pick one and get a win on that one and then take what you learn from that one and build on it. Yeah. 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 I totally agree with that. I know that I know that there will be a listener that's like, I can do all five. And that's why I'm like, "Ah, maybe like just one or two, but maybe two, but definitely one. (laughs) And I'm actually going to um, start trying to incorporate the shutdown mm-hmm. routine because I don't have that. That's a good one. And it's hard because like I love working so mm-hmm. much. I love working. I love what I do. And so sometimes it's really hard for me to transition from mm-hmm. work and then going and then I work mm-hmm. from home. So I like literally walk up the steps. I'm in the kitchen and it's hard for me to do that transition and not um, take my emo- like. I need to like shut down my emotions, my excitement from work, and then be yeah. present for for my husband, for my sons, for just like mm-hmm. anything in life. And so this is a good reminder to me to like start assessing my workday shutdown routine. I love it. Keep me posted. Let me know how it goes. I will. I will. You can like kick me in the butt in the DMs. <laughs> you have you have the permission. Um, okay, Anna, I you've shared so much information. Um, can you, um, share just how a person can find you, how a person can work with you and just like connect with you in general? Yes. So I would love for you to, um, tune in to it's about time, my podcast about work, life and balance, wherever you listen to podcasts, I have new episodes that drop every single Monday. So tune in, come find me on Instagram. I love me some Instagram as Dolly knows. Uh, and Mm -hmm. I also, I have a surprise for y'all. Um, so if you have loved our conversation today about routines, I have put together a guide for y'all, um, called how to design routines that stick. And it will walk you through all five of the routines that we talked about today. You'll see some simple routines. You'll get some, um, step-by-step for designing your own routines, um, and you can actually grab that at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash magic. Magic. And I, that is also in the show notes for you guys. So you can easily access it right away. Um, Anna, can you talk more about your new book that's coming out? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much. I would love yes. to. So Time Management Essentials from McGraw-Hill is hitting shelves June 20th. And that absolutely blows my mind that um, I... I'm, I'm an author and have a book. It's you know one of those dreams that I've had for a very long time. And it wasn't just a dream to see a book with my name on it on a shelf. Instead, what I really wanted to create was the book I wish I had had whenever I was going through my period of burnout and exploration and trying to figure out what was next for me and in my life after I walked away from my 10-year career in crisis communications. And I dove into every time management, productivity, business, entrepreneurship book that I could get my hands on. And the thing that frustrated me so much is that you had to read this book on habits and this book on planning your week and this book to understand this part of the puzzle and this part to understand rest and this book to understand. And it was so many different, like, what order do you put this in? And it was so much. And I said, like, there has to be an easier way. You should not have to read 37 different time management books or productivity books in order to figure out a system that works for you. So that's what this is. This walks you through 
uh, vision and values-based time management. Like I am not about time management for the sake of just doing more stuff. I'm all about time management that starts with heart, that gets to the root of what matters most, because what's the point if the way that you are spending your time doesn't connect to your bigger vision for the future and to what matters most to you and your core values? And so this book walks you through casting your vision, uh, defining your core values. I talk you through um, different ways to prioritize because priorities can be such a fuzzy thing sometimes. How to prioritize? How to set up those five essential routines with a with a weekly planning session? How to create your ideal week? And then we take it a step further and go beyond the essentials by diving into how to deal with all that mental clutter. We have so much taking up space in our minds. How to deal with mental clutter? How to make the most of your energy? how to rest and recharge and get that good sleep and how to take breaks and create seasons of rest and how to focus like how to actually fight how to actually fight off distractions in order to to kind of put it all together and and get things done but not just things to get the right things done so i'm so excited i've put so much like time and love and stories into this book. Um, and I just, I can't wait for it to, to be real and hold it and touch it. <laughs> okay. So when we were chatting about this, um, before we started ta- like, no, through email, you told me that June 20th mm-hmm. is, ta- is it time management? It's, it's is, like, World International- Productivity Day. <laughs> Productivity Day. I, I mean, that, I mean, come yeah. on, that's total, total coincidence. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much for you. I'm so excited for you. So where can people, I'll have in the show notes, but where can people sign up for like, I don't know what's it called, like a wait list? Sure. So it's actually already available for pre-order on Amazon. But if you head to AnnaDCornick.com forward slash book, it'll take you straight there. Um, I'm really excited. In May is when we'll really start kicking things off with pre-orders. There will be some really special bonuses and surprises for those of you that pre-order. So if you do pre-order, be on the lookout because I will have some surprises in store for you and really excited to to share this. And I, I hope that it is a way to take time management and make it more understandable, more accessible, and, you know, less scary. And, um, yeah. Yes. I, I do have a question. Um, maybe you haven't done this yet. Is there going to be an audio version or is it just, there books? will be an audio version. Not a planned question. <laughs> I am genuinely so excited. This is not a staged yeah. surprise. Okay. So there will be an audio version, but I am not reading the audio version. I'm actually not sure. So the book Time Management Essentials, it's actually a part of a series from McGraw-Hill called Business Essentials. So other books in the series include Communication Essentials, Coaching Essentials, Presentation Essentials, Sales Essentials is also launching on June 20th. And so they have the same the same reader for the entire series so that there's the continuity. But I did. I tried so hard. I was like, but I I have experience talking into a mic. (laughs) I was like, because I mean, I'm not trying to like make your head all big, but your your podcast presence voice is very like you probably put in a lot of time, a lot of practice. Um, So I can I can keep up and stay engaged and I like it. And I'm like, 
you you should do the audio Thank version. You. But I realize they're probably like publishing yeah. rules and all of that. I don't know anything about publishing. So I oh, know. Man. I wish I could. The next one. I'll I'll read the audio version on the next book if Yeah, you should. I say if you but should. I guess I should say when there is a next book. <laughs> there will be. Part two. <laughs> so that is so exciting. Well, Anna, thank you so much for taking the time. I know we're almost at like the one hour mark. I can't believe <laughs> we it. We had fun. Yeah, we did have fun. I learned so much and I know my listeners have learned so much. So if you are listening in, can you please shoot Anna a DM? I need to say it really all in one sentence. Do not shoot Anna. <laughs> shoot her a DM. Let her like how this has helped impact your either your life, your business, both and what routine you're going to start implementing right away. And like I shared with you all, like I'm going to start working on my end of day routine and she's going to keep holding me accountable to that. So I'm really, really excited to see how that's going to go. And Anna, thank you again so much for being on the podcast. For those of you who are listening, everything is going to be in the show notes. And as always, I hope you all stay streamlined and magical, you amazing muggle you. And I will talk to you all next week for another systems and workflow related podcast. So y'all have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to the systems and workflow magic podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at Dolly DeLong Education over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.